Hello everyone, welcome to episode 27 of the EFG Daily Commute. My name is Steven Dutzman, I am your host, and I am also the founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com. That is a website on the internet where parents like myself come together to give families the information that they need to get their family game on. It's Monday, December 10th, I think. December, I think it's December 10th. Yes, it is Monday, December 10th. And um, yeah, it worked. man, this year is coming, going by so fast. The crazy weekend is over. Uh, we had the Game Awards last Thursday. We had Smash on Friday. We had the Kind of Funny Games Daily Showcase on uh, Saturday, which was insane. Um, I'm actually working on a write-up. I'm hoping to get it done soon that will have essentially like a roundup of all of the cool trailers and announcements. Um, you know, I'm not going to write a lot about each one, so it'll kind of just be a condensed version of their showcase focused on just the family stuff. Uh, but man, they made a lot of cool announcements and it was really great seeing that. Um, but today, um, I wanted to talk about Super Smash Brothers. So, uh, first I wanted to share my impressions. Um, you know, there's a lot to this game, so I probably will not be able to review it for a bit, but I wanted to give my impressions, um, because I think that is worthwhile. Um, it's a really good game. Um, with that said, uh, it is a Smash Brothers game. So, if your family has played Smash Brothers games in the past, for example, you bought Smash for Wii U, or Smash for 3DS, or maybe you owned Melee or Brawl in the past, and you didn't enjoy it, right? If you bought it and your whole family bounced off it and you didn't really enjoy it, there really isn't much here that's going to change your mind. This is not, I, I don't want to go so far as to say this is a port of Smash, it, it's definitely not a port. Anyone who thinks that is insane. Um, but it is, um, it is definitely Smash Brothers. And, um, for some people, that's great. Uh, you know, there are a lot of folks that love Smash. It's one of their favorite franchises. And for them, this is huge, uh, because it is more Smash with more content, more stuff to do, etc. But, um, it, it's more Smash. It is great. Uh, it is super well-tuned. The little details in this game are great. They pay attention to so much. Um, there are 70 some odd characters in this game. There are a lot of dudes. And so, and this is a great celebration of what Nintendo is and what Nintendo means, um, and its history. And, you know, that's been kind of my favorite part is just kind of unlocking all these characters and being reminded of who, you know, these different characters are and the games that I have played with them or finding characters that were in games that I didn't play, um, which is kind of interesting. So, um, from, from that perspective, you know, it's an, it's a neat, in a world where we see a lot of museum collections come out, you know, we saw the Disney Saturday afternoon collection, you know, we've seen the Mega Man legacy collections and things like that, right? Like we've seen a lot of these collections come out. Um, it's interesting that Super Smash Brothers is kind of like that kind of collection for Nintendo in general, only it has this whole super great game attached to it. Um, the combat is still insane. Um, they really did go out of their way to try and make combat feel faster, um, which I am okay with. Um, this, is, it, it, this is not an easy game to play. However, 
um, it's easy to kind of just hop into. It's, it's not easy to play well, but anybody can just hop in and throw pokeballs around and, and, you know, just do crazy stuff. And I do feel like they created enough game modes and enough game options that you really can kind of tailor the experience to make it that the, the playing field is leveled. Um, you know, I didn't feel like in the various game modes, like I was just crushing the boys, even though I've played a lot more Smash than them over my lifetime. So um, I really liked that. Um, I put a bunch of hours into the story mode. I, I can't really call it a story mode. It's more of an adventure mode. I put a lot of time into that, and it is great. Um, what it does is it just presents you with a... There is a cutscene at the beginning. There is a cutscene at the end. And in the meantime, what it does is it basically presents you with a series of weird fights. Um, and what I mean by weird fights is... They present you with interesting challenges where you will fight someone on the main roster. However, you will fight them under weird conditions. So, for example, perhaps the ground will be lava. Or perhaps um, they will have... There, maybe there will be multiple enemies on the screen. You'll have to fight all of them. Or um, perhaps you have a time limit to defeat them, um, and either it's a hard stop, and you have to defeat them within that time, and, you know, if you don't, then you just fail, or it might be a shorter limit of time, and after which they get, like, a stat boost, or you get weaker after a certain amount of time, or, you know, stuff like that. Really interesting fights. Um, I remember, you know, when, when after we unlocked all the characters in Super Smash Bros. Melee on the GameCube, I remember, you know, we would have friends over, or I would play it by myself, and I would create weird scenarios where I would fight, like, three Links, or, you know, Mario, Luigi, and Peach, and, you know, I would create weird fights for myself, and that, because I really didn't, was not a huge multi, I've never been big on playing this game online, or against other people because I'm terrible at games, but that's how I would challenge myself. I would fight, like, big old teams of other people, um, and, you know, see what I could do, and, uh, man, like, this game allows you to do that, you know, it, it, it kind of does, it definitely allows you to do that in the main game, but also, um, it does it in the story, um, so, I hesitate to call it a story, there really isn't one. But it does it in the adventure mode, which is super cool. Um, you know, some of the fights that I've had to do have been neat. Basically, over time, you earn items. There's a skill tree. You're equipping uh, these spirits that give you that are essentially gear, and they give you superpowers. So eventually, you really can kind of grind and get super powered, um, and that's okay um, because I really do appreciate the spirit mode, um, kind of giving you the opportunity to just get really dumb. <laughs> Um, and really focus on, like, a gear set for your different characters, which I really, I, I, I can't get mad at. I really like. Um, it is a long adventure mode, and there's a lot of content there, and I, but I think that's okay. Um, you know, I think that's going to be a lot of fun for folks. Uh, because, especially if you don't play it with other people a lot, that, that does give you, um, content to play, and it lets you, um learn the mechanics of the game. You know, I have found myself getting better at the game just by playing through that single player. 
Um, so I think that is a cool way to kind of learn. They also have uh, the classic modes, which are back. Um, the classic mode is you play as the character and they have their own custom designed 10 fights um, that are you know gimmicky but themed based on themselves and their own games, their history, etc. And then they have their own unique boss, which I think is super rad. Um, so that is, uh, that definitely adds to the, the content because every character has their own campaign. So that means essentially their own classic mode. So that's 70 some odd characters that you could learn and play through and you can play through them on difficult, on different difficulty levels. Um, and so I, I really do kind of, I, I appreciated that too. I've only defeated one. Um, they're actually, they are challenging. Um, but that's, that's the key with this game. You know, it's, it's kind of easy to just hop in and hit buttons, but it's hard to really do well. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are some of my impressions. Uh, I, I think that this is a very worthy purchase. If you have a Switch, Smash is a great game to play. It is a party game, so if you have other people that you play games with a lot, this is a perfect game to pick up because there's always something to do. There's going to be DLC characters. Let's put a pin in that. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment because that's the main topic today. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot of characters, um, and there's a lot of you know, there's something for everybody, uh, I, I, and I definitely think it's worth your 60 bucks. so make sure you grab it. Um, I certainly think it's worthwhile. Um, so let's talk about the main topic today. Um, at, during the Game Awards on Thursday, um, they announced that uh, Joker from uh, Persona 5 was going to be a DLC character. Um, that is interesting for a number of reasons. The first one being, that is a character from a game that is not, that is PlayStation 4 exclusive, at least for now. Um, and so, that was crazy. And Reggie fils I mean, no one saw that one coming. Um, which is a pun if you played that game. Now, uh, Reggie fils came out, and he made it very clear that the goal was to try and make this a... Um, you know, they wanted to make this a the most ambitious crossover in history. And it already kind of is, right? I mean, you can have a fight right now between Mario, Sonic, and Pac-Man, and Mega Man. And, I mean, who would have ever thought that those four characters would be in the same game? Uh, it's just mind-boggling to me. So, um, and, and so with that said, uh, I spent some time over the weekend talking to the boys and thinking about it. Um, if there are four remaining DLC slots as part of the Fighter Pass, right? Joker from Persona 5 is one of them. So, uh, that means that we have, you know, obviously we have four left. Uh, and, and I wanted to throw out some ideas, um, and I definitely want to hear your thoughts in response to this about what characters I think could come next, um, following through with the theme of which characters are the most uh, crossover-y, right? Like, which ones are really going to show fans that Nintendo is not playing with this crossover thing? Um, and so, here, I'm just going to throw some out. Um, the first two, uh, Evan criticizes as being 
um, if they're trying to be super ambitious, these are too easy so that he thinks that they might not make it in, but I I'm going to say them anyway. Um, one of them is Banjo-Kazooie, which is uh, a character that a lot of people have asked. A lot of people just assumed it was going to be in the cast based on what's happened. Um, one of the things slowing things down is um, yeah, they are Banjo-Kazooie is a Microsoft IP right now. Um, and so as a result, it's associated with Microsoft, they control him. Um, so there may be questions as to whether or not that can happen. Uh, but, you know, money-wise and legal-wise, I have no idea how any of that stuff works. Um, however, the, um, so that, that's one, Banjo-Kazooie. I think it would be a great addition. Um, he is, uh, he has super cool powers. Uh, you know, Banjo and Kazooie, they're, they're a team. Um, so the specials kind of write themselves. I, I really don't think this is, would be a challenge to design because uh, there's plenty of cool stuff for them to do. Uh, and they would certainly fit in with the art style as if you have to fit in, but I, I think they would certainly fit in with the art style. Um, so the next character is Crash Bandicoot. Again, Evan criticized it. If they're trying to make this super... Um, you know, if they are trying to make this super ambitious, Crash is too obvious, um, so he's not ambitious enough. I disagree with it on with him on that point. Sure, the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy was released on Switch, but Crash Bandicoot was the Nintendo mat was the PlayStation mascot. And they used to release like commercials of Crash Bandicoot, like at Nintendo headquarters, like yelling at them about uh, you know over a megaphone. Like, it's just, it, there's something about having Crash in a Smash game um, that feels great to me. Um, so I feel like he's got to be one of those remaining four characters of any of the ones I'm suggesting. It feels like Crash Bandicoot is, the, it, it feels like the biggest lock to me. Um, just, and it really, it's based on the idea that it would be a big surprise, I think. Even if it's what people want, Crash Bandicoot and Smash would be a very big deal. Um, so that's the second character. Those two are the only ones that Evan criticized as being um, too much. Uh, he, he thought he thought those were wrong. Um, I can't really argue with him. Um, but what are you gonna do? Um, so the <coughs> I, mean, I don't want to argue. I, I can't argue with that point. But I still think, on some level, they have to, you know, like, you have to, it's kind of like in the NFL when you're a running back, you have to get the yards that are blocked for you, right? Like, that's the minimum standard. It's like, if the play is supposed to get, get you past a certain point because there are guys assigned to block you, you can't just kind of fall over in your backfield. You've got to just at least do what is blocked for you. Um, and that's kind of what I imagine being the case here with um, these Smash characters. It's like they have to at least, they have to get the obvious ones. Um, and it feels to me like Crash and uh, Banjo are those two. Now we get to some long shots. Now, Evan put forth Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Now that is a little nuts. Um, but I could absolutely see it. It makes sense. It is certainly ambitious. Um, that would require teamwork. 
uh, and licensing, I'm presuming, between Square Enix and Disney, which does add an extra layer of complication, but Kingdom Hearts 3 is out this year. Um, we know that this DLC was decided a long time ago, so I wouldn't expect it to be someone that is relatively new, right? Like, I wouldn't expect it to be, like, Aloy or, you know, something like that, right? Like, these characters have been in the works for a long time. So, Sora feels like a good fit, because we've been waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3 for a very long time. Obviously, the character has plenty of cool moves and neat abilities, um, so the, the, it's not like the heart, it's not like he wouldn't be able to compete in this type of environment. Um, my one concern is, it, while technically the Keyblade is not a sword, it kind of still acts like one, so at the end of the day it is another dude with a sword, which I know that they were trying to get away from, but... I don't know. I, I I think Sora could certainly be interesting, and man, would that be a get hype moment, especially if they could manage to get it out without it leaking. If they could somehow make that announcement without him leaking, um, the world would explode, and it would also expose a whole bunch of fans who maybe didn't know about Smash or had never been interested, and maybe think about playing him because you're not going to be able to play Sora in any other fighting games. So, so that's the third character, Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Um, I actually have more than... F uh, I have more. I actually have five um, because, you know, we know none of these, none of these are a lock. Um, so um, my next character... Now, this is going a little bit nuts. Um, but uh, I think that the default character from Fortnite is a possibility, and here's why. Um... Nintendo wants to get their eyes or get their games in front of a younger generation. They always do that. They've, they've managed so far, but they have to remember, you know, it's not very often that you can capture the, uh, that, that they can capture the imagination of almost an entire generation. Um, and because there are a ton of kids that play Fortnite, nothing else. Um, <coughs> putting the default character in the um, in Smash would be an insane get because especially if it came with a partnership where maybe there were some Nintendo themed skins or something like that to really kind of you know put a little punch into it. Let's get kids excited about Nintendo brands. Um, uh, uh, it would be a pretty interesting marketing play. Um, if kids were looking at YouTube and seeing a bunch of, you know, seeing Fortnite characters in Smash. And I just like the idea also, you know, when you're choosing the different characters, being able to choose different skins just seems like an awesome idea. Um, now, my wife, uh, Jenna, she was like, well, what about, you know, like they can't just have guns for all of their main attacks. And I was like, no they would use their harvesting tool as their main mode of attack, which is certainly fine, and then uh, their specials could all be guns. And so, I feel like that, to me, is... Uh, I really like that idea. <laughs> um, I think it makes sense. I think it would be a great marketing move. I don't know if Epic would be down. 
think that that's a that is a question. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I certainly would love to see it, and I think it'd be a great move. So that is number four. Now number five is kind of nuts, and but but I think that it is just crazy enough to happen. Now I'm going to set the table on this prediction. This is supposed to be super ambitious crossovers. There are um, a lot of, you know, there are a lot of other fighting games out there. We already have Ryu and Ken. So I don't know that they need another Street Fighter character. I mean, I think if they were going to get another Street Fighter character, uh, you know, somebody like Chun-Li would be super awesome in Smash. I would love to play her. Um, But I don't think that they're going to go there. They got the two Street Fighter characters. They got Ryu and Ken, um, and I think that's perfect. Um, but um, there are more fighting games out there. And when I think about iconic fighting games, and then when I go a step farther and I think about iconic fighting games, that how would one of these characters ever, ever find their way into Smash? I can't help but think about Mortal Kombat. And Mortal Kombat has a game coming out next year. And anyone could have predicted that there was a game coming out next year. And that leads me to think about Sub-Zero. Now, hear me out. Sub-Zero in Super Smash Bros. is not as hard as you think. Now, a lot of folks, when they think about iconic characters from Mortal Kombat, ultimately it does come down to those two ninjas, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Um, personally, I think Scorpion is harder to do because he can't have moves that do not rely on violence, right? Like, he, his, his big, like, thing that he does is, you know, number one, he takes off his hood and it's got a skull and he breathes fire. The other one is the spear, which, admittedly, the spear would be super rad in Smash, but... I just somehow the get over here thing in uh, in Smash just feels a little bit off flavor wise. But Sub Zero, on the other hand, um, most of his crazy moves are like his ice clone and shooting ice balls and freezing people. And so he is uh, a. You could tone him down more more easily, right? Um, That, to me, feels... It's a stretch. I will admit it is a stretch, but some part of me feels like Sub-Zero in Smash is more likely now than it ever has been, and I think that that would absolutely just completely, you know, like, the world would go nuts, and, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's my comment on Sub-Zero, um, now, Sub-Zero might be a little intense, so I do have another one that I want to mention, Sub-Zero might be a little bit intense, um, because, I mean, at the end of the day, Mortal Kombat is an M-rated, hyper-violent shooter, or not shooter, fighting game, and it would be kind of weird to have him sitting side-by-side with like Isabel, but the way to counter that is with absolute absurdity, 
And so um, it is hard for me to talk about absurd characters in fighting games without thinking about Yoshimitsu. Now, if you don't know who Yoshimitsu is, he is a character that actually exists in both Tekken, which is another iconic fighting game, and Soul Calibur, which means that by bringing him in, right, by bringing in, um, by, by bringing in Yoshimitsu, they actually would be getting a crossover with two different fighting games, Tekken and uh, with um, Soul Calibur. And he would also fit in because he's just a, a bizarre alien ghost demon samurai guy. I mean, he could absolutely fit in that in that universe. Again, at the end of the day, he's a dude with a sword, but he's so weird that I think that they could probably figure it out. Um, so yeah, that that is another one, and it, another potential crossover just hit me. If we're going to talk about absurdity, um, because once you get into absurd fighting games, right? What about Clay Fighter? Um, and so, I mean, we're. And it, forgive me, this just hit me literally right now. I'm thinking about, um, you know, I'm just imagining, you know, if we're going to go crossovers with absurd fighting game characters, I am hard-pressed to imagine a more absurd fighting character than Bad Mr. Frosty, who is literally an angry snowman and one of the front men from Clay Fighter, which was one of, you know, we played a ton of that back on the Super Nintendo, it was so dumb, um, and he would absolutely fit in Smash, so, uh, and we know that there's a company that owns the rights to those characters, but they're actually making another Clay Fighter game, um, so, oh my goodness, bad Mr. Frosty coming to Smash, I would absolutely love that, so, these are just some of my ideas, um, and I'd love to hear yours, because I'm sure I haven't thought of all of them. So, to run them down again, Crash Bandicoot and Banjo-Kazooie, Sora from Kingdom Hearts, the default character from uh, from Fortnite, you know, there's four of them, so just take your pick, um, Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat, Yoshimitsu from Tekken slash Soul Calibur and Bad Mr. Frosty from Clay Fighter. I, um, listen, these sound like good ideas to me. I am sure that I am missing someone. So, by all means, please, I'm going to share this into the uh, Engage Family Gaming Facebook community. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts and, um, and I'd love to hear your ideas. Um, come at me with somebody other than Goku. There's no way Goku is coming in here. Um, he's just not. I can't even imagine a world where Goku is coming into this game. So come at me with anybody other than Goku. Uh, I am super curious to see what characters I have not thought of. Um, so until next time, you know this is this is the, this has been the EFG Daily Commute. I will see you guys tomorrow. Um, and until then, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you soon. Bye now.